one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's your favorite single girl, Andrea Bain. Welcome to the Single Girl Problems Podcast, your one-stop shop for real relationship talk. On today's show, are you sick and tired of online dating? Don't worry, you're not alone. We're going to talk about it. We're going to work through it. And next up, uh, let's take a break. Not from this podcast, but we're going to talk about whether it's a good idea to take an intermission from your lover. That's the way I like to put it, an intermission. Just a little breaky break. And finally, why do folks in relationships still need or like to get attention from the opposite sex? Big stuff. One celebrity put her foot in it and the internet went nuts. So we're going to get into that. But before we get started, a quick reminder, listener discretion advised during the show, we will be discussing adult content. This includes catfishing, hoochie mamas, attention whores. Remember that time you took a break so you could get some side piece? You remember. Anyways, we're going to get into it. So pull up a seat, get your snacks and strap in. I have two amazing guests with me today. They're smart. They know what they're talking about. So it's going to be a real departure from what you do. Show. <laughs> I'm talking. Hopefully. I'm talking about the executive editor of Refinery Twenty Nine, Mrs. Carly Fortune. Hi. And we also have Chief Behavioral Officer. Sounds so official. Of Paired, Mr. Nick Hobson. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. I'm so glad to have you guys here. You guys are going to give us all your expertise. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. we'll try. You're yeah. going to try? Oh, we will. Don't be shy. Don't yeah. be bashful. i got to pour myself some water. So expert. Yeah. Listen, yeah. a total expert. So let's get into it. I want to. We're going to start off the conversation talking about online dating. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I'm going to start with you. I'm picking on you right Yeah, let's do it. Um, a lot of people, including yours truly, I hate it. Like, I hate it. Like, I feel, I tell people, I'm like... I feel like online dating, It's a, although it's exciting, when you first get on, you put up your profile, you're exciting, and I, I feel like within a couple of days, I feel like I'm sifting through garbage. Yeah. Like, I'm just sifting through stuff going, what is this? And yeah. bad conversations and photos that I'm looking at going, why would you post a picture of yourself with sunglasses and a hat? Who are you? What is this, a monster truck for your profile picture? Like, what's going on here? And then I'm like, uh, and then I'm just like, get me out of this, please. And I'm like, looking for the way that I can... Like, just eliminate myself from this dating site. Yeah. But I also know a lot of people who use those online dating sites, and they have a lot of success. Totally. And they go on lots of dates. And I know some guys use it as a place to, like, get laid. For and gals. Oh, yeah, and the girls, too. Although, I don't feel like all the girls are trying to get laid. I think they're trying to find a date, and they get laid. But <laughs> the guys are specifically looking to get laid. So what are we doing wrong, those of us who are not having success online? Yeah, uh, I think the one the one piece that makes online dating and dating apps attractive and and different from what we used to do, you know, back in the good old days. When you used to write like a profile in the back of a newspaper, yeah. like a psychopath, or like just meet somebody on the street or at Remember a bar. Those days? Yeah, crazy bygone days. <laughs> so, um, what really helped the the feature that helped us get into dating apps is also the thing that's not working. So this mm. access to 
you know, seemingly infinite number of people, hundreds, thousands of people. We didn't have that 10, 15 years ago. So true. Certainly didn't have it 50 years ago. We, our circle was, for those who can't see, I'm doing a very small circle. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, now it's it's huge. Yeah. You were just like, it was your town, it was your high school, totally. it was your neighborhood, you didn't have access to someone in Australia. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and even within the city, like the, the amount of people, and there's research to support this, the amount of people that we haven't, that we're in touch with in our physical world mm-hmm. is tiny compared with that with the outreach we can have in an online environment. Mm -hmm. So that is a good thing. But in practice, when you're swiping, when you're matching, it doesn't uh, always you know pan out as we hope it would. Well is that why so why do you think people are so frustrated with it? I think it becomes with a lot like, you know, Tinder really elevated the game, but with the whole swiping, the the gamification of online dating Mm -hmm. made it exciting. Hit those those dopamines, so you're you're getting the reward circuit yeah. activated when you got a match. Yeah. But what it ended up happening is it becomes it becomes just that a game, mm-hmm. right? You, you you see the other person not as this like three dimensional complex person with all their little quirks and idiosyncrasies. You just see this two dimensional flat person on a on a surface of your phone or your screen, mm-hmm. and you treat them in this sort of like assessment way. Oh, this is just another. It's a commodity. Mm-hmm. They're not Online a person. Shopping. Yeah, exactly. You're shopping. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. exactly it. And you know what? And I guess because one of the things that I was really frustrated with whenever I was online and had a match, because you're right, it is exciting. You're like, ooh, we match, and he's hot, and then. <laughs> The conversation never really happened. It never jumped off the the, the screen into real life. It was yes. like, hey, hey, nice smile. And I was like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> uh, nice hair. Like, And then it never kind of manifested into something. And I was like, this is nonsense. And that's the exact problem with, with, mm. with dating apps. And that's what Parrot is trying to resolve is mm. that you didn't. What the cues you get in a face-to-face interaction, how yeah. we used to do it in the traditional way, old-fashioned, uh, old-fashioned, old yeah. Days. You know, there's things like eye contact, and there's mm. these subtle unconscious cues that we pick up in this very, like this dance that you do with another person that you get in an in an in-person interaction that you're not going to get in that online environment. Yeah. And so people just, you know, stop really giving a shit, and there's low, little accountability. So what we need to do and what we're doing at Paired is bringing back those elements that you have in real life, but putting them into an online environment as best we can. I love that you just said that. It's that people aren't giving a shit. That's your soul. Like, it's oh, a low effort, high numbers game. Yeah. That's it. yeah. You just sit on your phone. I feel like it's just something to do in between playing Candy Crush That's it. and checking your online feed to see what else is going yep. on in life. Yep. People stop giving a shit. Yep. That's the problem. Yep. And, and and it's because of the, the gamification of it. It's the thing which made it so accessible and so intriguing and so interesting, just like Candy Crush. Yeah. Probably melting our brain. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's generally the problem is with online environments and social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the tech giants are now realizing that they're probably ruining humanity. So they're putting elements back into those products to bring back the human side of things. And that's think, what we're doing at Paris. Do you well. think we can, yeah, do you think it's possible for us to get our humanity back? Because I feel like we're so far down that rabbit hole that it's like, is it possible for us to still want to talk to each other face to face for, like, yes. heaven forbid? Yes, as a new father, I hope that the next generation of people What's are, your kids' uh, dating life going to be like? Right. Is there even going to be? Yeah. 
So there's like that Black Mirror episode. I don't know if you've you've seen it, where it's it's online dating, but mm-hmm. they've they've reduced it to a, a, a science through AI and machine learning, so yeah. that you sit down and you sort of like spoiler alert for those who who are watching these. Go episodes. ahead, spoil it. So you, you, we would match mm-hmm. like as you would on any dating app, and then as soon as you go to the date, you get this little notification on your I think on their phone, yeah. and it says the exact length of the relationship d- determined by this computer. <laughs> Sometimes it's ten hours, so they go and hook up and that's it sometimes it's uh three years but no. they know the three years is is terminated the relationship ends after three years hoping that eventually they reach the the, the life partner which they the robot tells them you that found them this is, is your life partner in, i'm sorry that seems very efficient i like that do you like that <laughs> that's the way we're going Are you serious uh, what do you like about that it scares the hell out of me i don't know is that any worse than what it's like now i don't i don't think so uh, you know what the only thing like I, you get some information. Yeah, yeah. I like that there's information, but I'm also thinking. Think about the people who hooked up on a first date and end up getting married and have been together for like 25 years, right? Yeah. Would that computer have gotten it wrong? Would that computer be like, this is for 10 hours? So then you've already once somebody puts something in your head, then you're going to go, okay, well then it's been nine and a half, so we got another half an hour by. Whereas like when you do that random hookup and then it turns into something, the reason why I think it turns into something <clears throat> is because you're just taking it moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, text or phone call by phone call. Yeah. But if someone's already telling you, hey, Carly, that dude, that's about five hours. Yeah. <laughs> then you're already, you have a sh- very short attention span for yeah. that guy because some computer just told you, according to our algorithms, yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's not yeah. going to last that long. Yeah. And suppose the person you're supposed to go three years with, you're really like, you know, I could have bailed at like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. need to do the extra like two and a half years of this garbage. Exactly. It, it, but the, the fact is like our... <laughs> I mean that's the episode. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think we're ever gonna get there because, as it turns out, humans are like super complex, and there's all these things that happen once the relationship is initiated. Mm-hmm. There's this unfolding that happens. Uh, the, the date, the first thing that you, the first time you have a problem, and then like you know, yeah. f- then there's family and children that get involved. Like yes. that stuff gets super complicated. Mm-hmm. What we do know is that the robots that that are out there now, the algorithms and the matching, mm-hmm. have no predictive success of people staying together. So the algorithms that you do see on on these other dating sites yeah. um, are actually not working. I really feel like I really wish we could get our technology out of our relationships. Like I'm fine for technology when it comes to my banking and um, just certain things, but when it comes to our relationships, and I, I just I feel like we're going in the wrong direction. Like we're too relying on it too much, and it's ruining us. There's a reason why Steve Jobs wouldn't let his kids have a cell phone, <laughs> and none of us are paying attention to that. There's a reason why Warren Buffett does not have a cell phone. Exactly. Oprah yeah. doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I, I mean the, those people can rely on a lot of other people to. It's true. Somebody's carrying the information their cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> along yeah. with their wallet <laughs> and all of their yeah. other issues. Yeah. Yeah. so true. Oprah has a, a human instead of a phone. To I know do all she those has things. a yeah. no. She has a team of a people team of who humans, are doing yeah. that, all of that stuff. No, you're yeah. so right. Um, you also, I want to talk about something else too because I don't know if you refineries ever talked about this. So I want to get your opinion. How ghosting online uh, is affecting people? Because I. That's the number one uh, comment and conversation I have with people who are online or in dating period. It's like, uh, there's so many stories. I dated this person for two years, and then they just ghosted. I go, how do you ghost after <laughs> two years? I was going to say, do you it's call it ghosting them? Yeah. I was like, that is just rude. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ghosting. That person's an asshole. Yeah. Um, so how do you think ghosting, because I feel like like you meant what you were mentioning earlier, is that people don't really give a shit. So if you don't yeah. give a shit, if I like you and I'm having a good time with you, well... 
after two weeks, I don't give a shit that I just stop calling you or just like block you and you don't know about it. And I don't have to give you an explanation. But it's ruining people. A lot of people are very affected by and this. And I think it goes beyond dating at this point. Like, mm. I think ghosting is something that happens um, in workplaces. So true. Employees just like ghosts don't show up for their first shift. It happens in hmm. friendships, early friendships, I think. It's, it's this kind of like cu- people cutting their losses and not you know kind of thinking not caring about the, what the other side yeah, yeah. that's so yeah random. i do think it has gone beyond dating and you're so hmm. right although yeah. who hasn't had a job you just wanted to ghost like who hasn't <laughs> had that job where you just like you just like mid-shift as soon as you get there you're like you know what i just want to turn around pivot and just ghost but there's something about like i was raised in a different generation where it's like no you stay and you suffer and you complain like a good employee does um so how do you think this ghosting is affecting people and how do we stop it like what should we be doing Great question. So it comes I, I, because it is a general effect of mostly online environments. Does it happen like outside of online? Environments? It does mm-hmm. for sure. That's just people probably being assholes, and uh, there's no correcting that. People yeah. are who they are. But it, it's 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 sort of amplified in an online environment in an mm-hmm. online context. And the reason is because online there's anonymity, there's invisibility. You can sit behind that keyboard and not actually have that human interaction. Mm-hmm. Again, it's this two dimensional display of a human. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have, if you're not sitting in a real world context sharing your emotions and your attitudes and opinions you're not going to have that same visceral sensation if you're like like imagine ghosting in re, in in real life as we do in a, in an online dating environment that wouldn't happen unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath yeah and yet the vast majority of people will do it mm-hmm. in an online environment in an online dating app because you're not getting those same emotional cues. I think the real life equivalent of ghosting is just kind of making up a lie. Like ghosting, hmm. I think it's not happens, you. It's me. Yeah, ghosting happens because yeah. you don't want to say something that's hard to say um, and just be honest. And I think in real life, we're just we we lie instead. You give like, some bullshit answer, exactly. Just to yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Let them, but at least you're like given some respect in that situation. If yeah, you're on the a face to face conversation, or as ladies like yeah. to call it, closure. <laughs> right. I need yeah. closure. Yeah. First of all, I don't believe in closure. Like, I think closure is just a weird term. And I'm like, so you want the person who your relationship, yeah, the relationship has gone down the toilet to turn to you and like give you like a checklist, like of a all bad the, review. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like you want them to review. Yelp you. <laughs> About all now the there's, why. Your, there's a business idea right why there. Why they don't want to see you anymore? I'll skip that. You could just ghost. I'll get over it. I'll go back online and date and swipe on that guy with a monster truck profile picture, and my life will move on. Um, but you know, I was thinking, you know what? You're right. Ghosting's not new. Because I have an uncle, <laughs> so I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny. But I think ghosting happened, but this is pre-technology where you could ghost. Like, I had an uncle who ghosted on, like, a, a child and a, a woman that he was with and living in a house and just backed out of the driveway, said he was going somewhere, and just moved to the other side of town. And it's like, yeah, but back then, you could just go to the other side of town and no one could find you. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Instagram, there's no way you can really not be found. Even if you're not on, somebody you know is on and someone will take your picture and tag you in it or some garbage. But it's like, yeah, that was always happening. It's just, it was easier and no one had a chance to tell the entire world that you just ghosted or they didn't call it ghosting. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they would have called it back then. Yeah, just disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> like, or you just like left. Yeah. Or go, like uh, going MIA, you know? Like, yeah, uh, it's very interesting. But I think it's something that we, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think it's going to go away. Well, I mean, like our, our mission at Paired is to, is to uh, maybe not eradicate it, but mm-hmm. 
reduce it as much as possible. And so the question is, how do you get rid of ghosting? Yeah. And so in pair, built baked within the product, within the dating app, mm. is this what we call our anti-ghosting feature. We were really going for ghost busting. A ghost buster? Yeah. But buster. the lawyers wouldn't have liked that. No. Um, yeah. So there was some some uh, legalities around that. So anti-ghosting mm. is you know the second best uh, yeah. thing we can call it. Uh, so what we do is a person will sign up. In the onboarding, they'll create a profile, and in there, they're asked the question, how many days do you want to not hear from another individual? Two, three, four, or five days. And if that time elapses, so let's say let's say we pair, because yeah. we don't match in our world, we pair. Yeah, we're I love it. Uh, Wait, so we're paired. Yeah, right, so we're paired. So then uh, you in your uh, onboarding set it to three days. We pair, we send some messages, and all of a sudden it goes quiet. After two days on my end, I get a notification that says one of your or more of your pairs are about to disappear. Don't be a ghost and sort of to nudge them and encourage them to go back into that conversation. But isn't ghosting done on purpose? You're like, yeah, no, I know. I want I want that contact to disappear. Good. So there's the two functions. There's the the intentional and then there's the non-intentional. I'd say it's about half. Actually, half of it is people are like, I really don't care. And there's there's no way around it. That that that. So. In terms of the anti-ghosting feature, what mm-hmm. that what's going to happen then is that's going to clean up your chat. So instead right. of in all your pairs, you have like you know 40, 50 plus. Some people yeah. have hundreds. Yeah. Uh, what the ghosting feature is going to do is going to keep the conversations that are the most meaningful ones and the most engaging ones. Whether it's a person who's intentionally ghosting, yeah. it's still going to keep yeah. those you know th- the best possible chats still going. You know what I think we need? Mm-hmm. I think we need like auto ghosting responses. Like you know how Gmail now gives you um, yeah. little prompts for how you want to respond yep. in your email, which I love. It yeah. saves so much yeah. time. time. And they're yeah. so accurate. Yeah. But if there was a little feature that gave you kind of like just polite uh, ways of saying to people, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you yeah. for your time. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. And to, yeah, exactly. And at least it's 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 getting closure, I guess, in a way. Like, get, get at least recognition. Some, <laughs> yeah. some kind of answer instead of just, like, dead silence. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Nobody and, wants to dead silence. And then eventually what I think the direction it's going to go, whether it's whether it's with, with Paired or any, any uh, dating app, mm-hmm. is a limited number of pairs or matches that you can have. So, for instance, we're playing around with this idea and we're testing it out on, on the psycholo- psychological side. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're on and you are actually only allowed 20 possible matches, okay. maximum number of matches. Now you've reached your 20 quota and you're engaging and you're chatting with some and yeah. some are more happening than others. Um, then you pair, you find a new pair or a new match. You're going to get a message that says you're at your 20 maximum you need to get rid of one or more of the existing ones to make room for this next New one. person. Mm. Like that idea. So that again, that way you only have the best possible matches or pairs that are on your profile. Yeah. Mm. So you're so not wasting your time. You, or the or other or people's, other people's time. time. That's and that's yeah. oh, that's fantastic. Totally. Um, but I want to change gears um, and talk about relationship breaks. Um, you know, of course, everybody knows Ross and Rachel. It, we were on a break. Everybody knows that episode was like the best. Like that will live on forever. Um, but I want to discuss if it's a good or a bad idea. And like some people argue that it's just a power game to go out and see what else is out there while also still keeping a hand on the person that you are in the relationship with. Because you haven't said, oh, we're done. I don't want to see you anymore. It's like we're taking a break, which means like sublu- I think unconsciously the person's saying, don't go and find somebody else. Just sit at home. I'm just going to go out there and see what's out there. But I'm just curious, without giving too much of my own opinion, what do you guys think about the relationship break? Carly, you're married. I'm married. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how do you, I'm like, yes, I am married. How do you feel about the break? 
Do you think uh, it's necessary? Or you think someone's just trying to like? We have not taken a break mm-hmm. for the past fourteen years. Um, we've been married for eight of those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if it's mutual, if two parties, I think that's the key, right? But if is the break parties- ever mutual? <laughs> I used to think the break is usually coming from one person. Yeah, but if if you agree to it in a relationship, then here's the deal: you're being so nice, but I don't think you agree. It's like if somebody, if your husband came home tonight yeah, and said, yeah. "Carly." Have a seat. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Your hair looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that blouse on you. You know, I love yellow on you. This is a and you're good so night. beautiful. <laughs> right? But he's buttering you up. He's warming you up. And he goes, you know, we haven't been on the same page, you know, for the last couple months. Yeah. And I yeah. just feel like we need to take a break. Yeah. There's nothing, first of all, there's nothing yeah. mutual about that discussion. Yeah. Because yeah. you may not have seen that coming. Maybe you're completely fine. How, like. Hmm. For me, that is not a conversation about having a break. That w- that would be a, an absurd way of like saying there are big problems in our marriages in the context of our marriage Mm. like I I can't imagine but if he said you know what Carly I want to open up our marriage for a month what Um, does that mean like my like, brain is the one like, open up our marriage. Like, I'm already I'm in that to, argument with you and your husband. Of, what does that mean? You want to sleep with other people? <laughs> like, what is the difference, I guess, in a marriage between a break, mm-hmm. is that like separating mm-hmm. and um, having an open marriage? So, mm-hmm. like, so I guess that's the ambigu- ambiguity of saying we're on a break. What does that mean? Does that mean yeah. that you just want to take time and go to therapy and read some books and just be by yourself? Or does this mean that you really are sick and tired of saying no? Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. No to all of the prospects that are coming up to you, and you want to be able to say yes. Yeah, so you two, can technically I do it because you're on a break. Different things mm-hmm. because one is about like uh, your sexual relationship and you, whatever's going on in the bedroom, and mm-hmm. if you wanting to sleep with other people, having an open relationship. And I think that's one conversation you have with your partner. Mm-hmm. And then, but having a trial separation, I think, is something entirely different mm-hmm. um, that speaks to possibly not wanting to be in the marriage anymore. And and both very serious conversations, yeah. but really different. Um, it's interesting. I have a, actually, there's a, 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 two, a two people who were married. They're friends of mine, and they're now divorced. And when I look at them, I won't say it because it's none of my business. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say it to them. I'll just say it on my podcast because, you know, it's better for me Hi to say guys. it to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? I won't say their names. But really and truly, when I saw their relationship issues, what I really felt like is that they needed a break from each other. Yeah. That they didn't, in fact, need to divorce. They just needed, you know, sometimes you can just, everybody's been in a relationship where you love that person, but you just need a little You get some clarity. Oh, yeah. So just need you to go out on boys night yeah don't feel like you gotta come home like uh take your time come back in two weeks come back yeah take a, take a camping trip vacation. like i feel like we all and we we need a break from our time parents apart, we need a break from sure. our children we need a break from our yeah. siblings and i just felt like they needed a break and instead that turned into a divorce because you of think they needed just a timeout just a timeout yeah. a solid timeout yeah. and i don't think it's i maybe it's more difficult to say to a person especially when you've been in a long-term relationship listen i always love you but i would like a year of just not coming home to you, not seeing your face and getting a chance to miss you 
and figure out who I am in this stage of my life. So I guess I, it depends on what yeah. that person is doing in that break because there's a That's multitude a of thing. different things that yeah. you could do. You could do like an eat, pray, love kind of thing and just go off and like find yourself and get a sense of spirituality. But when back. men ask for breaks, are they really asking for I, eat, pray, love? Or are they asking I'm gonna for... I'm going to say no. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. does a man really want to eat, pray, love when he asks for a break? <laughs> I think if you're f- doing a find yourself break, you're there's a good chance that you don't want to find yourself with this person right right right. you know i'd like to look at if we could and this isn't probably possible but look Mm. at all of those instances when two a couple two people sort of agreed Mm -hmm. and yes i i do totally agree that there's always one person who's more more interested in the break than the other right but let's look at all those instances of let's say there's a hundred of them that we could look at Mm -hmm. which of them got back together which of them yeah. led to a, a divorce or a separation you know, if they're not married? Um, and, and, and then it, it'll give us some like a real sense of are those effective? Yeah. Are breaks effective? And if not, then just call it what it is and it's a break, it's a break up. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's so you know what? I guess if there was some hard stats, people would look at it differently. Yeah. Because if you knew like most people when they ask for a break, it usually is just their passive aggressive way of asking for a divorce. They just don't want to say the word divorce. So they're like, let's just or like, let's move out or whatever the whatever type of relationship they have. Maybe that's what it is. And for people that there, there's quite a bit of research on this. And one one of my favorite papers, a former colleague, the title of the paper was Should I Stay or Should I Go? Mm-hmm. So the, the question of staying or go, leaving or going yeah. or, or staying or leaving. Uh, is is a decision. It, it, you're sort of mulling the options over in your mind. It's a decision-making process. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who it's called um, ambivalent attachment. So people who are like, I like you, but I hate you. I love yeah. you. I want you in my life, but I don't want you in my life. Yeah. And those people are complicated. And there's a lot of those people out there. So for those individuals, a break, mm-hmm. one part of their mind is probably like, I don't want to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of their mind says, I'm, st- I'm invested in you. I'm invested in this relationship. I'm emotionally attached. Yeah. So they get the best of both worlds. They get to have their cake and eat it too yeah. if they're the ones in the driver's seat and steering the direction of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably not fair. So you, they have to have an honest conversation You know where I feel a lot of those people end up? Online dating. Sites. <laughs> <laughs> Come Tinder. to paired. No, right? I feel like a lot of them are the first place that they head to is Tinder. And it's like, this is the best place to wet your palate yep. and yep. see what's out there. And, you know, in the privacy, you don't have to go to a bar so people won't know. You don't have to say it at the family function. You can just sit on your phone and see what's out there and see what you can get. Yep. Quietly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then if anybody sees you, you can just be like, whoa, we're on a break. Whoa, I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> yeah. I can swipe. Yeah, yeah. I, we discuss. She knows we're on a break. And I think that's really, as a single as a single woman who's on those dating sites, I've seen a lot of mm. uh, husbands mm. of people that I know. And I'm like, it's always oh, like a, I screen grab. And oh, then wow. I send to every single girlfriend, look who I found calling himself Steven. Saying he's 29, we know you're 49. Like, <laughs> do, you send, this... do you send it to the wife? To the wife? No. Oh, no. God, no. no. I... I enjoy drama. I just don't want to be the person who starts the drama. Like, I don't want to be in the middle of, well, guess who just sent me a pit neck? I can't. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I want to watch it from afar. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could yeah. accidentally end up on her desk, you know? But that's not going to be me. Okay. That's not going to be me. I really, I'm like, no, no, she'll, she'll find out on her own. But I think yeah. it's a very interesting. But I, I love that conversation about the break because it is a very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds very simple. Like, we're on a break. But it's like, but well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you out of your relationship? Or are you just kind of like having your cake and eating it too? 
Um, I want to move on because it was uh, recently uh, there was an interview. The Facebook show. Have you guys ever watched Red Table Talk? Mm-hmm. With, I have not. Uh, okay. Well, Jada Pinkett has it's a table much like this, but it's red. Um, and she brings on different celebrities and different people, and she has these conversations about relationships. And uh, one episode, she brings on um, the Curry Dynasty, as she calls it. Now, Steph Curry, who's a basketball player, you guys all know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. His wife, uh, his mother, her mother-in-law, who's also married to an NBA player, uh, Steph Curry's sister, who's also married to an NBA player, and then another Curry, I think it's another brother, who's also in the NBA, he just got engaged. So it's all of the women. So you have a very unique situation where you have a, a bunch of women, all beautiful, who are married to these very uber-successful men who are all in the NBA. Yeah. And it's not one, which is usually like one per family is enough, but you got like a whole <laughs> heap of them, which is kind of good because the mother can, can kind of like, I guess, help those younger ones along with like how to deal with having a famous husband and Jada asks a question how do you deal with all the women who are coming up to your husbands because as we know hoochie mamas are you know groupies are a real thing for especially a very uh, successful and wealthy player and they talked about that but Aisha said something that kind of got the the, the internet just like blew up because she said you know sometimes I don't feel attracted because men don't they don't approach me. They don't say anything to me. They don't hit on me. And I just feel like, am I not pretty? And as soon as she said that, like, my gut was like, oh, you're going to pay for that comment. <laughs> because I think, first of all, this speaks to men who and people who think that women don't know what they want. Because Aisha, Steph's wife, she's married to a lovely husband who's faithful to her. As far as we know, they have three lovely children. They're both very successful. She's been able to launch all of these businesses because she has that last name and, Mm. you know, and all of the things that she loves. And they're both having a very rich life. But there she is on a show going, but nobody hits on me. Like, how come no one hits on me? And I just felt like people are also praising her for being open and honest about her emotions. And it's like, like, yeah, yeah, it's great that you were honest, but I, how do you guys feel? Do you think, like, what is it? Do do people in relationships still need to be validated yes, by people yes. outside? Yes. yes. Okay, please break that down for me. I think we all need to feel attractive. Yeah. I, yeah. But don't I, you feel attractive? I told you you look beautiful as soon as I saw you today. Well, exactly. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I know, but... That's, that's the best thing that ever happened to me today. <laughs> I know, but do you need... I'll take what I can get. Yeah. No, but do you... You're a married woman. You have, yeah. Your husband loves you. Yeah. Do yes. you still need these bozos out here to be like, oh, Carly, you look really good today? I think I think when um, I think we all need to feel attractive, and that comes from our partners, yeah, but yeah. it totally comes from other people too. I think that is yeah. so super normal. And we're yeah. biologically yeah. some element of us we're biologically programmed for polygamy, not for monogamy. So if that's the but case, I, I don't then think it even has. Receive. I don't think it has anything to do with polygamy or monogamy. It it has to do with um, feeling beautiful and attractive sure. to, yeah, yeah. and desirable, especially when like, I think when you're a mom, um, you know your identity, your sense mm. of identity changes so much, and yeah. you mm-hmm. um, like turn your body over to another being yeah. for months or a year, and um, feeling. Attractive can be hard, and so it's so nice when somebody else like appreciates that about you. Whether it's another, whether it's a man to a woman, or a woman to a woman, or a man to yeah. a man, I think it's validation. Yeah. Ver- overall, in I'm general. also like a hundred percent cool with flirting outside of a marriage, like just like like casual flirting. 
Like, oh, wait, wait a second. Before yeah. you get yourself yeah, yeah, in trouble. Yeah. What do you, what, how do you define casual flirting? Just like... Because I know right now your husband's leaning in going, oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, what about this casual I flirting? Just, I, like, I don't like know a how smile, you define... Like a smile, like a high. You look great. How are you doing? Like that kind of flirting? Yeah, not like a like a not like down a, how you hey, do what's and up? kind of flirting. <laughs> I love that you just turned into Joey. Guys, I'm so how good at flirting. <laughs> oh, that was. Yeah. Oh, if that's your flirting, uh, your husband, Don't worry, Marco. honey, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> She's not going anywhere. <laughs> I just I think I think enjoying the co- company of the opposite sex in a um, is is totally fine. If mm-hmm. in, I think it's innocent. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's flirting. not like let's meet for drinks, let's you know start chit chatting like about secretive. Yeah, or, yeah, fo- pictures on phones and all exactly. that jazz. Yeah, if exactly. the intention is to just f- improve your self worth so yeah. that you can then go home to your partner, your husband or wife, and actually feel better about yourself. Yeah, knowing that you're not going to take that innocent flirting or those interactions to Any the next further. level, yeah. then what's what's the harm? I think a lot See, of people think. See, I don't know. Maybe because I'm on the other side of the fence and yeah. I'm not married with three yeah. children and all. Because her, Steph, and his wife have been together since they were teenagers. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. hasn't, I guess... I can kind of see her side of things. She hasn't been on the dating scene in a very long time. She's 30 years old and she's been yeah. with her husband since she's a teenager. It's a yeah. long time to mm. not have dated or talked to or held hands with anybody else. So I get that, but on maybe because of my experience, yeah. I love when I'm in a relationship so that I can just kind of give the Heisman to any strange man who's like, hey, baby, I got ah, ah, yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. No, thank you. Keep your comments yourself no I'm not making eye contact with you I'm not interested in anything you have to say or what you're selling I'm not but like I love not having hmm. to deal with that yeah so that's why yeah. I'm like really you want like you're in this nice relationship and you still well, need I don't these, I don't want some rando coming up to me and making a weird comment I know but think about the guys who give compliments to women they don't know like the guys who hit on women. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's think about that guy. It's not the nice, quiet guy who's very reserved and respectful. Yeah. That guy may, he will respectfully say something like, I really love that shirt. Or those are new glasses. That's really nice. But you don't take that as flirting, right? But the guy, the greasy guy who's like, you know, your husband's a lucky guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, no one, no, no one wants it's, that. But that's the guy who's, oh, that's the guy who hits on. That's the guy who makes the comments. Yeah. So that's why when she said that, I'm like, really? Are you sure? Be careful what you ask for. Are you, do you remember <laughs> the guys who, who have the balls to make comments to women as they walk by regardless of being married or not? Yeah. It's not the cream of the crop, honey. So not if, she, if she's referring to that type of individual, then sure, I don't think her comment has much merit. But if she's referring mm-hmm. it to in this more like sophisticated way that we've obviously unpacked so so intellectually, I think he's flirting with me. <laughs> yeah, is that is that is this how intellectuals flirt? Because that just went right over my head. I'm like, I did not catch that. Yeah, exactly. If he doesn't add a "Hey, mama," I'm like, was that flirting? I don't know what that is. I think your threshold for yeah, for, for, yeah, I'm like, yeah. is that your idea of a whistle? Okay, yeah. I'll take it. Um, and it's also. Suppose I'm also thinking of her husband's side of things. Um, if your if your uh, partner, oh, if your fine. wife, he's fine. Is, is, should, <laughs> yeah, should he's, he worry? Is he not giving no. her enough attention, or is it just like she just is saying like I just would like other men to just notice that I'm also yeah. attractive? Yeah. Okay. I think, she, I think she also wants to even the scales a little bit, you know? Yes, I think that could... A part of me is like, maybe it's a little bit of jealousy, jealousy. too, because yeah. you have to stand by and watch your very famous husband, who's very attractive, by the way, mm-hmm. get hit on all the time by women. Like, it's part of... Like, wherever he is, you know what's happening. Yeah, jealousy mm-hmm. or just like, oh, God, this again. Like, Meanwhile, yeah, no it. one's even noticing you. He's famous. Yeah. He's talented. Yeah, yeah sexy. he's really nice. God, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, it, I think it, like, in this case, we obviously don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. Um, 
but it, you know, as always, it would depend. Like, what, what's the reason for wanting that outside validation? Is it because they're just not getting it at all in their in their that's relationship? What I'm, that's what I'm questioning. Is it is it that no. she's not getting enough attention? I don't from think her it husband? necessarily means that that's the case. But I think there are certainly those cases mm. with people who who aren't, and then that's a different. That's a whole different thing altogether. Mm. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, because it, yeah, there, there's some problems that need to be need to be uh, discussed. The good there. thing, just so that people know, the good part of it is that he's completely stood behind her yeah. and he's like. Like, listen, you were hmm. speaking your truth. You were on a show, much like the show, like what we're doing here, where people are just saying how they feel and giving their experiences. But, you know, once you do that, you open yourself up, especially when you're famous, to people having an opinion about your opinion. I yeah. feel like this is one of the things that people sh- is like on the scale of things that are offensive. It is zero percent. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. And, and the Twitter, the Twitter sphere just blows up because she said this like pretty innocuous, innocent comment. Yeah. Yeah. There's other things to worry about. I you're think, so right. But I think it's also part of being famous, especially. Especially now. Yeah. Right? Because remember, think about a time where, like, think about the celebrity game back in the 50s where it's like you were a celebrity and any picture that was taken of you, everything was organized and it was on your time. And now it's like uh, they are waiting for the gotcha. They are sitting outside yeah. of your home. They're sitting outside of your kid's school. So if you go anywhere and say anything, everybody's picking everything and, apart. And, and even going, like with Kevin Hart, like you can go back 10 oh. years and that can, because of online environments, you yeah. can go back to your Twitter account 10, 15 years ago. What did you say? Well, you're probably a very different person which what happened to him yeah um, and and you're publicly shamed for for what might have been yeah a misstep and you might have been it might have been a bonehead move you were an idiot yeah but now whereas in the past you said it once and maybe three people heard and it sort of just fizzled out mm-hmm. now that's a permanent record that's burned onto the internet yeah or you just brought something you said 10 years ago that no one even would have thought or blinked at and now someone's brought it up and now everybody knows about it and now they're re- like they're and conventions really change and that's yeah. what his argument what Kevin Hart's argument was was like mm-hmm. back back then 10 or 12 years ago whenever it was mm-hmm. attitudes were different and so conversations were different people said different things than what we like you know in terms of what we accept so now true. so, so true. how do you actually update your norms and conventions to reflect what is current yeah. and I think still own what you have said in the totally. past totally yeah. he didn't handle it I think he yeah. could have handled it better uh, you're absolutely right and I'm thinking you know just you reminded me of like there's a lot of politicians like Hillary Clinton was not um, she was not in favor of gay marriage back not too long ago right right? right. within her career she was not a fan and then she changed her attitude but a part of me feels like can i trust that are you did you change your attitude for votes did you change your attitude because now it's acceptable and now you know rupaul's drag race is on everybody's good with it and now it's okay for you like uh, bernie sanders also there's some video that came out him sitting in front of a classroom of children saying some really racist stuff to that class like it's bad back in like when he was a he was he would he was in his forties. He was in his mid forties. Okay. okay. He still, by the way, he still looks exactly like still like ninety years old when <laughs> he was in his way. He's, he's always, always been. been a, I think even in his like grade three picture, he's an old man with glasses and gray hair. Um, but there's there's video of him standing in front of a classroom saying all of this very negative racist stuff. So it's like, so do we get to just kind of go, oh, but that was then, and attitudes, or it's like, or no, is this still no. in you? I don't know. Well, I mean, we go back to, like, the same issues with, like, John McDonald. He was a race, like, you know, first yeah. uh, prime minister of Canada, right? Am I getting that right? I'm sorry, correct me if I am. I'm, I couldn't. I'm not a historian. Yeah. Sir John A. Yeah. Sir John A. Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, you know, was, by all of today's standards, a racist, a bigot, uh, probably just a terrible human being, but was, like, the founding one of our founding fathers. And so does that mm. does that merit and justify us to take down his statues? Ooh, that's a big... Listen, that's a that's whole... That's another six, episode. That's another... Listen, and 60 Minutes did a full story about that, about all of yeah. the statues that they've taken down and how 
like people were getting death threats. The the contractors who yeah. were hired to take down those statues, they had to do it at three o'clock in the morning, and they had to hire a contractor from another state just so that person hmm. wouldn't get all that hmm. like that backlash. Uh, so, but it's also part of the history of that place. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, but it, it comes back to your point of yeah. like Twitter five years ago, Twitter fifteen years ago, or like Prime Minister one hundred and fifty years ago. Attitudes change, conventions change, and I, we have to sort of ask ourselves what we're okay with and what yeah. we're not. Yeah, and I think that's something you guys have kids. That's something that you probably you're going to have to have that discussion where it's like you're not just saying things in the schoolyard that just it, it was only for the people who heard it and we're all going to forget that comment yeah. and it's not written down anywhere yeah. whereas this generation where they like to overshare do video write out yeah, every so thought scary. and feeling and it's like yo this can come back and you don't know what mm-hmm. you're going to be in the future yeah. much like for the person who gets a tattoo on their neck hey 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 sounds great now but you don't know who you're going to be in the future and that can prevent you from getting to so many places that you want to be yeah. so what do you tell your kids yeah yeah I don't. I well. I don't know. I'll, my kid is two and a half, so yeah, she start talking one. to him now, Carly. She'd be like, "Listen, kid, I know you don't understand me, but I need you to lock in here." Yeah. I think there will be. I think now, like they're native digitalists or whatever the term is, like they have technology and phones in their life from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a literacy that they have that we didn't have. Mm. Like part of us, like we're, we were sort of dumb about it, and they will understand how their behaviors well, will be there I for. Think or maybe that's they'll be more true, forgiving, but yeah. they are on social media at such a young age where they actually they just are idiots like yeah their brains are, are like half they don't, they don't know yeah. know what they're saying in the present will, how that will affect them yeah I think it's a bit agreed it's, it's scary it's, it's scary. a little it's, yeah. it's something to really think about um, and I don't know it's just gonna be well I don't have children so I have nothing to worry about um, <laughs> I was like I got a dog my dog does not know how to use Instagram and it's Yet. like yeah, can you imagine Instagram for dogs? Although I would love that. <laughs> I'd be the first person to be like, 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 like. Um, <laughs> but you know what? This conversation goes so quickly. I want to thank you guys so much for stopping by. Such a great conversation. Um, before we go, uh, Nick, tell people where they can find you, where Paired, and give them all the good stuff. Yeah, go to the App Store, download us at Get Paired and GetPaired.com. Uh, and check us out. We're new, so we're just building our following, and we've just launched in Toronto, soon Canada-wide. Uh, but, yeah, come check us out. Awesome. Thanks. And Miss Carly. Yes. By the way, I know you need a compliment. You look amazing today. Hey, thank you. <laughs> that was because I'm, I'm listening. See, I'm women listening. can flirt with each other. Listen, I am I'm very, totally I'm all here for it, yeah. as you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. So where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Carly Fortune across social media, mm-hmm. and uh, they can check out Refinery29 at Refinery29.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome on this show. A friendly reminder to our listeners, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play Podcasts and Google Play Music, as well as Spotify, and you can also buy my lovely book, Single Girl Problem at Amazon.com. Send us your relationship questions or comments to singlegirlproblemspodcast at gmail.com. That is all the time we have for today. I'm so bummed. I yeah, love this conversation. Kept us going. I know. Yeah. So much fun. Um, but you know, we always have another show in the can. So I will see you guys until next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.